Let it play, let it play. George is pulling in the parking lot right now. <laughs> I haven't left the building. <laughs> Old times, you would have said, Joe, yeah, you can't come on. It'll go on three, four minutes, and then it will. Well, I think that happened to both of us. Too. It's been 25 years, though, since we've done Monday Night yes, Sports right. Talk. We're now more, more punctual than we used to be. And this is true. a first-ever Monday Night Sports Talk. Uh, by the way, I'm getting uh, emails from people telling me there are other uh, Monday Night Sports Talks on podcasts. Bleep them. We yes, invented the thing, yes. and we're calling it Monday Night Sports yes, Talk. And yes. anybody who did that is uh, subject to a copyright lawsuit, aren't they? I think so. Yes. We've got a I team mean, upstairs that can help And this out. is, uh, on this occasion, uh, there happens to be Game 3 of the uh, Divisional Series tonight. Mm-hmm. Our boys have been outscored by uh, six runs in each game Friday and Saturday and uh, 18 look, to uh, 18 to 6. Right? Look terribly uncompetitive to me. Yeah, they do. This Yankee lineup is uh, fantastic. Uh, they don't swing at non-strikes, which right. is uh, which is probably a pretty good trait to have. In fact, Eddie Rosario in this series alone has swung at more non-strikes than the Yankees have this month. So <laughs> in the last month, uh, so uh, yeah, it's been looks like a mismatch and. Uh, I just don't, uh, you know, the Twins just don't have the pitching to hold up against these well, guys. Well, going in, did you think that? I yes, I guess I did. I I thought if Barrios could beat him in Game One, then you come home and you know you might get lucky and get a fifth game, and then who knows what happens. But I I I thought they were big underdogs, but then I discovered the Yankees are better than I thought they were. Yeah, they are. This is good. this is because one thing I was saying was. Uh, last week was I think it's great that Giancarlo Stanton's in their lineup because you can pitch to him and strike him out when mm-hmm. you have to. Mm-hmm. He's not even chasing. Somebody got you know he's only been playing for about a week and he's not even chasing. And then Encarnacion, who used to be a guy who'd chase too, is uh, waiting for you to throw it in that little box <laughs> and then he hits a rocket. So uh, yeah, they're good. I I don't think they can beat Houston, but they're good. It's uh, it's, you know, there is no Yankee jinx. The Yankees have always been better than the Twins. But still, losing to them 12 in a row is uh, pretty well, phenomenal. Well, it, it's humiliating. Yes, it is. It, it's it humiliating. Is. Yes, it is. After it's, the summer we've experienced and what mm-hmm. we've seen, to have them go in there and be so non-competitive infuriated me. Mm-hmm. They just those were not competitive at bats. Pat, I saw uh, a stat that since uh, Gladden, Touched the plate in '91 to win the World mm-hmm. Series, six and twenty-three in postseason play. The Twins are. Well, where's the six? Oh yeah, they, beat, oh, they, oh, they beat the uh, they beat Oakland three Oakland. to two, and they no they yeah they beat Oakland three games to two, and then they beat the Yankees twice. Well, they also beat the Angels in Game One of the ALCS. In Game One, yeah, yeah. so it is six. But see, I just trusted that it was six. Rook. He broke it down. He runs. Correct. There's worse worse stats than that if you want. I mean, they've since Joe Mays beat them in uh, Game One of the uh, of the ALCS in 2002. They haven't won a home game. At, uh, you know, at Target, at, at a home a home playoff game. How was your weekend, Reavers? Were you a little angry? <clears throat> I uh I was a little fired up. I think you were. Uh, well, it's just what you said. It, it's the lack of a competitive inning. Mm-hmm. Not even a game. It's, it, you just know that that's a, when DJ LeMahieu let off <laughs> game two, 
and absolutely sat on a breaking ball and golfed it to right field. You knew the game was over at that point. <laughs> I thought I knew. You know what? The, the level of Minnesota paranoia about the Yankees, well earned, is that Barrios had a 2-0 lead. And the bottom of the third, it was LeMahieu that hits this little pop-up mm-hmm. behind Arias, mm-hmm. Arise or whatever the hell we call him. And he didn't catch that. I said, they're going to lose. No, it's over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> they're going to lose. And sure enough, they had three runs before the inning was over because they didn't. All of a sudden, C.J. Crone decided to drop that throw. And yeah. they just you just hand them three runs and see, see I was the uh, – I was ever the optimist when we got that first run. Uh, what was that in the game one? When we were up one zip, and I thought, "This is it." I was, I was sitting on the couch. I was smiling, going, "We got this." I'm such a stupid sap. Yes, you are. Yes, you don't remember Eddie Rosario's three-run homer in the top of there. The, the three runs and Eddie Rosario's two-run homer in the top of the first in 2017, and everybody's going, "Yeah, oh, take that, Yankees!" Yeah, <laughs> it was three-three by the bottom of the first. Oh. By the time the first was over, so Irv only, felt bad for him. We wanted to give him a few. The only good back. thing about tonight is the weather broke for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a beautiful night, and tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful. I yeah. mentioned to Joe though how great it is that the reunion. Of Monday night sports talk, which is pretty much a reunion of Saturday sports talk, That's too. Right. Same right. thing. Same animal. Right. We ain't doing Saturday. Same animal. <laughs> no, we aren't doing Saturday. Joey D, yeah. what are you doing here? So your old thing was we're not doing Mondays, so I'm, I'm, I'm done doing Mondays. But yeah. anyway. The, I don't know it, what happened. Why are we here? It's <laughs> what happened? It's great nostalgia for me that we're back in the middle of a uh, Twins mm-hmm. postseason appearance. Which brings great brings me back great nostalgia to my favorite ever Saturday or Monday show, that being when you and I were in different hotels in Toronto, right? And the Grifter, for some reason, was running the board in 1991. Yep. Yes. It was and a technical miracle. Yes. Do we have a little of that? Yeah, you I'm going to pull it up. Okay. I'm going to pull up the right. good part. We're and bringing back a lot of stuff, too. We're going to bring Brad Zimmer in the lounge. Nice. With the lounge okay. music. You know? and, we, we, and we were in different hotels. Yes, we were. Why were you guys in different hotels? I don't know. I we worked for different papers. Yeah, yeah, oh, I suppose. We were looking okay. for different papers, and we were looking for bargains. And uh, In Toronto, you can't find any. But the grifter, but the grifter <laughs> who was a mellow dude, yep. a late, great grifter, and, uh, you know, he was out there in the swamp yep. by himself on, on a Saturday morning, and God knows what was going on. But uh, you remember him saying, everything's copacetic? Everything's Everything's copacetic, and it's bellowing. And, of course, but I was talking to Grifster, and we didn't have Joe. Yep. And then Joe was talking to Grifster. And didn't, they didn't have you. Didn't have me. And then Joe and I were talking to each other. And, and we didn't, didn't have know if we had Grifter. <laughs> we couldn't get Grifter to talk to us. And we were saying to each other, don't say anything. Right. Because we might be on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. It was Toronto. So it would have been that series uh, started in, uh, that series started in, in Minnesota. So it might have been before game four in Toronto, I would guess, on a Saturday. It was Saturday morning, yeah. And the Twins, um, that might have been the night Pally Arulo hit the home run. Oh, right. Yeah. Anyway. 
here. What yeah. are we doing here? Uh, I knew it was in October. I didn't know it was this weekend. I just thought I'd throw that in. Hello. <laughs> Go ahead. I found that out in 89. <laughs> Hello. I hear a hum. I hear a hum. I wonder if we're just talking to each other. Technical improvement from the swamp. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you? Uh, how long were you in the swamp with us? I Most started in November, uh, April of '91 is when I started. Holy cow! Monday man, nights. Alive. Wow. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting out there. That's for God, sure. That was just unbelievable. Wait, are your are your show notes written on a receipt? Yeah, it's a receipt for <laughs> a couple of uh, Maxwell uh, Polish sausages from uh, Portillo's. So well, you got to uh, get the Grunhoffers for those. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I couldn't drive up there, so I had to. Sit. I went and got a haircut, and yep. then I, uh, anyway. Here hey, is the item. Show me the haircut. This I'm ready one. for the item. All right. Yes. All right. The Washington Nats are in a, in a predicament now because they blew that lead yesterday. Right. Uh, so they're down two to one. And by the time most people get this podcast, they could be eliminated. Mm-hmm. But if they were to beat the mighty Dodgers and then uh, advance through the NLCS, mm-hmm. this would be the first Washington team to appear in the World Series since 1933. The Washington Senators, mm-hmm. Cal, owned by Clark Griffith. They uh, they played in the World Series in 1924 mm-hmm. for the first time, and the only time they ever won, Washington's only World Series championship. And for uh, game one of that World Series, which opened in Washington, Calvin Coolidge threw out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. 
President Coolidge. I want you to know, Coolidge. people. These are all this. All these facts are written down on a portillo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Right. 1924, because Coolidge had replaced Harding. Uh, when Coolidge had the good fortune of Harding dying mm -hmm. suddenly, so then Coolidge became president. And in 1925, uh, the World Series opened, I believe, in Pittsburgh, but when they came home from Game 3, when they came home for Game 3, Coolidge again threw out the first ball. Okay. Uh, and then uh, they got beaten that World Series, and they returned to the World Series for the last time in 1933. And FDR... For game three again, right. came out and threw out the first ball. Uh, my was question pre, was is, that pre-polio FDR? No, but it was pre-public knowledge okay. of the polio. Uh, Remember, he yeah. never would walk around and uh, well, he wouldn't, well, he couldn't walk, but right. but he never let the public know uh, what the hell was going on. But anyway, he threw out the ball, first ball. My question is. Mm -hmm. If the Nats oh boy. are to advance to the World Series, mm -hmm. would the President of the United oh, oh, States, oh. Donald Trump, show up and throw out the first ball either for Game 1 or Game 3, more likely Game 3, to continue the tradition of never having played a World Series in wow. Washington without the President throwing out the first ball? That's a great question. Well, I, I, my, my answer would be, of course he won't. <laughs> Well, you probably I would can't think, throw. I, well, right. actually, see, yeah, you, you, I, I knew you were going to say that. He played at New York Military High School. He, he was a baseball, baseball player. Oh, okay. He was a first baseman. Then he can throw. He was a first baseman, much like George, yes. Yep. And a fine golfer. Uh, he gets a lot of practice. He's a fine golfer, but he has not shown up to throw out a first ball for a Nate's Nats no. game no. Uh, on the, the presidential opener that right. was always... Uh, Always use. He hasn't thrown out because I believe he's, as, for the most part, in D.C., he's as popular as he is in the Ricey household. Uh, you know, it's not good. Ah, so think I, I think maybe he would have to be willing to have the thick skin to be booed uh, right. rather lustily. But I think it's a tradition that should be up. I do, too. I think yeah, it's you got to invite him. Yeah. Don't you? You have, you do. Yeah, have, yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. You have to. Some colonists has got to do this in Washington. Oh yes, yes. But unfortunately, the Nets probably are going to take care of that before it can become an issue. But here's a couple of little other quirks. I really like this one. Uh, FDR, of course, led the way with 11 total first pitches because right. of the openers. Coolidge had six uh, of those. You know, counting opening day. And in one of them, <laughs> for no apparent reason, he wore an Indian headdress oh, no. when he threw it out. You're kidding. Were they playing the Indians? Uh, I don't know. Maybe oh. they were. I'd have yeah. to look it up. But the, the, what I read was that when you look at these six, he's wearing an Indian headdress in one of the six. My question is... Mm -hmm. If Elizabeth Warren is elected president, oh. <laughs> will she and, well, and comes for the presidential opener and returns the tradition, will Pocahontas wear a uh, Indian headdress? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, that's uh, I think it all comes around in a circle here. So yes. anyway, I I, I I thought that was interesting because the guy wore a headdress and nobody knows why. I would love to see the Trumper out there with the Nats hat on. The oh, whole yeah, the whole thing. And, 
And and to have the good humor to accept the booze, although I'm not sure that's his strong point. I, I'm not sure that mm-hmm. he would be able to handle Which that. Year, that are you going to the uh, are you going to the uh, deal over at the Target Center? Uh, Isn't he here the he's here he Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday yeah. night. I offered my services to MC, but it looks like mm-hmm. Mike Lindell is going to. Uh, Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the pillow guy? The pillow guy. The pillow guy. Pillow guy. They're yeah. buddies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, he, he loves them. He loves them. He loves them. He and I were having dinner together, and uh, uh, I was in, I stopped by for the dinner that Hubbard was having for Mike Lindell and right. those guys, and he started singing the praises of the president, and I said, well, we'll see you around, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good client. We appreciate your business. Uh, see you later. So, when do uh, when do Zim's remarks get released today? Uh, we are uh, monitoring the okay. Vikings' uh, press conference right here. He's not started yet. Okay. So mm-hmm. we've got an open microphone here. Okay. Uh, 33 was the Giants was the uh, opponent. The, New the York Giants, Giants were the opponent. Yeah. Okay. And the headdress makes no sense. None at all. I told you before the show. Yeah. That uh, I have a domestic situation, but do you want to wait for Zim for? No, no, we don't have Zim yet. But uh, you having a domestic situation that hasn't changed in the twenty-five. No, no, it hasn't. (laughs) Here's the dispute. You brought up Moeller's watches, right? I have, I have purchased, I believe, in my many years of uh, being with the domestic associate, at least four watches from Moeller. All of which have uh, been upgraded in quality. You know, quality, yeah. And she, I see watches laying around. I rarely see them on her wrist. Mm-hmm. So she was going through her jewelry assortment looking for something, and she came downstairs with this box of watches. Mm-hmm. With 11 of them. I think there were 11 of them. And she wanted me to take them to the battery store. To get batteries. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I said, okay, I don't think that we have to get batteries in all 11 of them. Right. Since eight or nine of them right. will sit in the box and run down to nothing. That's right. You know, know. Let's do four. That's right. Yeah, let's, let's do four. Yeah, Rotate that's them. exactly Rotate what I them. said. Pick out the four you want. Yep. Here we and go. I said, by the way, two of these are too expensive to take to the battery store. We're right. going to have to take them to a watch repair place. Got to go to Moller. Moller. Yeah. And she said, I think I'm entitled to have batteries in all of my watches. <laughs> and let me decide which one I'm going to wear. Okay. And I said, well, generally your decision is not to wear any of them. And... I have no idea what it would cost. It's not a cost issue. It's a garage logic common sense issue that there's no sense in having a Timex that should be thrown in the garbage uh, to get a new well, battery and a Timex. run down. Yes. Well, at least eight of them are going to run down right. because there's a real spiffy one you can wear for more sure. formal occasions. Sure. And you got the other ones. But I think I'm 100. She's now she brought. She's so uh, preoccupied with this. 
she brought it up to two of her sisters, and they back her. Really? I did she, As know? a minimalist with 11 watches, <laughs> I think the least we could do is have, uh, you know, yes, up-to-date batteries. Yeah, well, yeah, but then, you know, then when it gets down to number 11, we're going to have to go get a new battery because it's been in there for three years. Joe, right? before you rule, <laughs> yeah. Pat, we need to know, was the was the conversation between you and the DA this calm um, at that time, or was there a little bit more um, emphasis placed on uh She she had a hard time getting past the idea that this was a financial decision and not a logic decision. It's Uh, not a financial decision. It's not. It's It's a... what difference does it make if they're sitting in the jewelry box if they're running or not? Right. Because they're not getting out of the jewelry I'm, box. I'm struggling to understand her rationale here. I am, too. I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I think the so the, the decision became, okay, in that case, I'm not getting batteries in any of them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's stubbornness I said, at so that point. What if I take three of them, the three nicest ones yep. in? One of them's an heirloom that we yeah. bought, an antique that yeah. I got about uh, th- three years ago from Baller. Great watch, right. fantastic watch. Another one's like eight, nine hundred dollars that sits there. Yep. Let's get those. Let's get a battery in those, and then start showing them off. Uh, or, or solve the dilemma of why don't you wear a watch in the first place? Yeah. Well, anyway. Well, in fact, Pat, a couple of weeks ago, Joe was doing a Molar ad. I don't mm-hmm. know if you caught this or not, but he was saying how you could pretty much take anything there to get your battery <laughs> replaced. And so Kenny said, well, what about my truck? <laughs> uh, Molar gave me a little talking to People were bringing in lawn tractor batteries. <laughs> threatening to bring in car batteries. <laughs> yeah. See, you, you missed it. Uh, in September... At all RF Molar jewelry stores, all the battery replacement. Oh, no. Can I get the late no Joe bargain? All the battery replacement uh, money uh, went to the Children's Cancer Research Fund. You can't argue with that. No, you can't no. argue with that. No. They didn't charge a, uh, the uh, extra fee for no, that part. No, no, no. Okay. Wow. I should have done that. Is everybody pleased now with uh, Kirk Cousins? Is he we back in your good standings? Sure. But that's a team he should be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's changed many people. It is, uh, it is very difficult for people to take such strong stances and then say, okay, maybe I was wrong. Yeah. They have a hard time doing that. Now, I can take a strong stance on this and never admit I'm wrong on the watches, but on sports issues, I'm willing to bow once in a while. Well, we're all I don't be. think he's as bad as people think he is. I'd say he's top 12, 13 quarterback. He just was smart enough to get all his money guaranteed, and people don't like that. Yeah. Well, Thielen got the ball yesterday, and Diggs got the ball. Mm-hmm. They deny they had a problem with Diggs. Why'd they fine him two hundred grand? Yes, it was a media creation. Right. Oh, and by the way, we just stole two hundred thousand dollars from him. Uh, and by the way, anybody who thinks Stefan is going to take this with the good nature he did Sunday. And that there won't be any recriminations in, in uh, attitude and or effort is crazy, mm-hmm. you know. So, but somebody told me that the problem is Diggs wants to be the star, and and he you know he wants to be a focal point of the offense, and he's not. 
And Thielen's only problem is he doesn't like customers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's a, everybody looks at the at the black guy and says, because most of the receiver divas are, have been traditionally African-American. Not all of them. But Thielen is just as much of a diva as, uh, as Diggs is. We just he like did. him better. Sure yeah, he can catch. From Detroit Lakes and Mankato, yeah. Oh, he can catch like crazy. What but, are you hearing, Rook? Uh, <clears throat> the press conference has begun, Yeah. but the pro- uh, the problem we're going to run into is it's a live press conference. So? As it's being recorded now. Mm-hmm. So it will... Well, we can cap off uh, what today's do you mean? first effort. So you're going to hear the, the questions from the reporters, yeah. and then you'll hear him respond. Yeah. We just so want a little of Zim's voice, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. Hang on. Let's see if it works as well as the show with the grifter. He's, well, in, a lounge, <laughs> he's in a lounge on Hennepin Avenue. This is a yes, mini technical is. miracle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, you know, Curse has done a nice job when he's got in there. <laughs> this is what I wanted. Nice yes. um, you know, obviously, we're going to need those guys. Mike, I know you've talked about already being cautious for throwing the flag on that defensive pass or throwing your offensive pass. Does that make you, the result yesterday, does that make you even more cautious now or reluctant to do that? Uh, I might have did that because I was mad. Um, yeah, I still think it, you know, I'm not going to get into it because I'll get fined, but I'm, all, I'm only here so I don't get fined. Um, that's true, too. <laughs> Two last questions he's going to say in a minute. Two last questions. Um, I figured they wouldn't overturn it, but, you know, I saw the guy grab Trey, and Trey was looking back for the ball, and, you know, it was a 50-yard penalty, so I said, what the heck? So that that was kind of my thinking then. Uh, he got in bad position early, and then uh, he did not uh, do a good job of catching up to him before he started looking back. It's smoking in the lab. No, I just think we have to clean up some technique with with some of our defensive backs. Um, not not just him, but you know we've got some other guys that we need to clean up our technique and uh, you know at times throughout the game they you know they might be perfect 60 70 percent of the time and then in the other 30 percent they, they get sloppy so we have to clean that up it seems like he hasn't been shadowing for the last three weeks is there a particular reason for that huh? I yeah because i told him not to shadowing huh i don't know what shadowing is huh? that doesn't mean shadowing can be like that every week it's just how we decided to do it this particular week and that particular week so mm. I, that's a term that they've that since. Stand out to you in particular when you rewatched Mike Hughes' game and, and just the way he was able to deflect passes up. Yeah, Mike played uh, really well. I realize uh, now why I never missed this. Really mm-hmm. good. Why I never missed uh, this. He had a couple bad plays in there. The one where the where they caught really the ball just outside the end zone. Mm-hmm. That was, that no. But it is. He almost he sounds medicated, doesn't he? Because mm-hmm. he's not that calm of a guy usually. What but, are we going to uh, learn from Bruce Boudreaux? Uh, he doesn't have much of a club, I'm afraid. I uh, I don't think they got got her. You know, they, they, they just, don't have a guy. No, nope. they uh, supposedly the Ruski, the little Ruski mm-hmm. over in Russia, Kaprasov is going to be uh, good when he gets here next year. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how big a punch they take at the gate. Do we know why they're only going to have one home game between now and October 20th? It's not like there's a 
lot of stuff going on in the mm-hmm. arena, is there, Rook? I mean, uh, do they have a... They open Saturday at home. The, used to be when the circus came to right. town at Met Center. They, they the don't high, even have a circus. Or the anymore. high school state tournaments. Yeah, yeah the, so know. they're going to... From November 1st to uh, the start of the tournaments, November, December, and January, they're going to have to be home the whole time. Yeah. We do have one more question yeah. that we do. We should probably finish in the Jazzy Lounge. Okay. Yeah. And that, uh, that kind of closes her out there. That's what that fatty gets for trying to be a smart ass. You know you love eye doctor. You know you love football. When you damn near lose your eye, <laughs> you still got to get out there and coach. Yeah, has that right. all been repaired? No, I, I, so, I think yeah. his visions, I think they fixed him pretty good. Yeah, yeah I'm not. But he's a. Uh, I don't know if he's. Uh, I don't know if he's uh, equipped for this uh, man. He's he gets very upset. Yes, he, he does gets very upset. Well, he's don't time every NFL coach does, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Bud handled in a different way. You know, Bud would ream out the officials, but uh, then he'd go duck hunting. I think this guy just goes home and watches all kinds of film. Houses catch fire all the time. Right. Hey, he's by the way, intense. because it was such a wonderful tradition of uh, not Monday night sports talk, not Saturday sports talk, but the Joe and Pat hour. Right. That when it first started and we were going to have to, we were doing a two-hour sports show. Yeah. Which, in the middle of the day, the old two-to-four show, yeah. we came up with, what? let's face it, time fillers. And... We had the sports person of the day. That's right. We, I think they certificate. You know, I have completely gone. forgotten about that show. <laughs> you, really? I think that wasn't was, GL. That was not Garage no, that, that was. I was on twelve to two with Mackey. Yep. You were on four to six with Garage Logic, or four to. Yeah, four to six. Four to six. And in between, we were going to have two hours of sports with (laughs) no chance. Do you know who filled out most of those sheets? Jamie Jamie Erdahl. Jamie Erdahl. So launching her so, career. Yes. So we went to sports person of the day, and you were supposed to have one, and then pretty soon I don't know. It was Rook, like Rook, like Rook was naming them or somebody. Butch Weininger bought bread today. Sports hero today. That was long after Butch Weininger. But uh, but my theory was the sports person of the week. I'm going to have a sports person of the week. And now remember, Adolf Hitler. Ooh, was once the time man of the year. That's and, right. And, and it was based not on good behavior, no. but on being the most important person in the world. And there's no denying that in the late 30s, is he was a, the most important person in the world. Is this a clue to your first sports person of the week? My first no? sports person of the week, Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is the most hot-button Character in Minnesota sports in the last week, wouldn't you agree? I'd have to agree with that. Yes. And now, now, is this something you're going to spring on us every Monday? Yes. A sports person of the sports week. Sports person of the is week. That, that should be easier and than we're by the keep day. A, we, can, we can keep a list and uh, keep it right there on your Portel's receipt. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that <laughs> on that list? I don't know. Yeah, right here. See, it says okay. Stefan Diggs right yeah. there. I wrote Stefan Diggs right there. So <laughs> that's right. 
next. Hopefully, before next week's show, I will have gotten somewhere to eat and, uh, and, and get a new receipt. Right. I'll tell you what we could do for you too. I could bring you in a like a yellow legal tablet or something. Well, yeah, that's, you know, that's, get you that's some that's paper. Well, we got we got Kleenex here, right? That's right. Tough to write on Kleenex. Tough to write. wrote the joke down. Are you going to the ballpark tonight? Oh yeah, right directly from here. But you know what's the most amazing thing? You and I first did Sunday nights, yep. uh, 80, 80, 81 to 82 when we got fired. And then right. we came back in 1983. Yep. And let's face it, two-hour show, 20 minutes was devoted generally to making fun of Sid, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the... We had the lot, rules. Yeah, Remember we had the, the rules. rules. We had the whole thing. And he's still there to make he's still fun there. of. He's still there. He's still there to make 36 fun of. 36 years later, he's still there to make fun of. And he doesn't seem to mind that he's being made fun of. No, I can't hear anymore. Because he helps, can't but, read and can't see it anyway. But, so what uh, difference does it make? It's, uh, in fact, I so like to uh, sit next to Sid now in the press box, which I rarely do because he usually sits in the back. But they got a full press box with the New York contingent in today. Yep. So the strip only has five seats in the main box, and they have six people because Sid needs one. And I said, I volunteer to not sit in the main press box. I volunteer to go sit someplace. Where else. is the alternative press box? I don't know. Standing up would be better than sitting next to Sid yeah. and have him start babbling. Because Sid now, at, at, the ripe old, at the ripe young age of 99, uh, Sid now will sit there silently and then somebody puts a quarter in him, and he won't shut up for an hour, you know, <laughs> and uh, starts uh, talking. So anyway. take our break. And no, no, start this man right now. Okay. Yes, sir. Thursday sports hero. John Gooden. John, your new head coach, the Gophers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go out of it. I can't go out of it. First of all, he can down all this. I missed the one. Hello, mercy out of you, you guys. Keep, keep trying, Sid. A, a crying Sid is, a, is great. Try it again. He's up right now. He calls the 82-year-old mother. She tells me to go straight to heaven. How do you fight something like that? My favorite is when you get God is his sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Throwing around those plenary indulgences. It's pretty tough. <laughs> oh, oh, where that is was... this in your lowest moments in life, Sid? You're right, it's right down here at the snake's belly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That uh, gives me a chance to repeat my favorite Chad Sid story, which is... Uh, 1985, Chad went to the University of Minnesota for a year and then decided he wanted to go to the Harvard of the West, right. Arizona State. Well, to play golf. And the fact, and to play golf and the fact that they had the greatest collection of co-eds in the history of man. Can't blame him. And at, in August, Sid and Chad are having a tearful, hugging farewell mm -hmm. at the airport. And, uh, and... I am sure most of the weeping was being done by Sid, not uh, Chad. But mm -hmm. And now, for the first time since August, Chad's returning for Thanksgiving. And Sid picks him up at the airport. And this is back where you could still go down there if you, down you, know, the gate, if yeah. you went through security. You could still go down the gate. And he's waiting for him. 
and he looked like death. And he's got his head down, and, and Chad was expecting the big reception when right. he got off the plane. Seen him for a while, and uh, and he, he basically he could have, you know. David Berkowitz could have been walking in, and Sid would have been just as happy. And Chad said, "What's wrong, Dad?" And he said, "Holtz is going to Notre Dame." <laughs> 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 it was like the Wednesday, and then the because the, uh, you know the and then on on that Friday is when he uh, that Friday is when he went there right the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah, and now we got him. So five and all, PJ man, you gonna make me eat all my words. Lovey's was that? Did Lovey is Lovey's beard white or was yes. that a costume? No, <laughs> I couldn't tell what that was. Well, he's trying to. He has gone down there and done such a rotten job. He's trying to hide. Well, he, he had me fooled. Yeah, he's trying to. He's trying to have nobody recognize him. What a deal! Oh man. The other shocker, my guy Tracy Clay's. Walking away as the defensive coordinator at Washington State, uh, they had a horrible game. He had a, you know, he was everybody loved him out there last year. I think he was either the nominee or the winner of the assistant coach of the national assistant coach of the year. Well, they were playing lowly UCLA in uh, last month, and they gave up what fifty points in the second half, and they they blew a thirty-seven point lead, and I guess Leach went nuts, even though he won't admit that. That's what I heard, and and then they had another little horrible non-competitive game against Utah, and uh, the tension was such that Tracy apparently quit, and they I think he's in uh, year one of a new five-year nine hundred and some thousand dollar contract, so he might have walked away from that. I, wow. I love Leach though when you hear his comments. Yeah. Oh, he's a hilarious because he just doesn't hold anything back. Oh God, he says the latest was didn't he? He was it was whatever Pac-12 media day, mm-hmm. yeah, and he was. He was rattling off of his own team. Wasn't no, he? he was rattling off which mascots would win in a fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he'll say good anything. Stuff. Well, what I love about the guy is he got fired at Texas Tech, and I think he's out of job for about two years because allegedly for being abusive to a player, right? Who was the Craig son James of Craig James's kid? James's kid. Yeah. And he and the wife liked the water, like bought a home in Key West. Yep. So that's their home. Key West, and now he's working in Spokane, Washington. So uh, that's a, I looked at 3,700 miles or 3,100 miles or something. So basically when the season ends and the recruiting is over in February, he's gone. You know, you come back for spring ball, but he's down there on the water and and the assistants are running the operation back up there. The funniest thing ever, though, is when, and their reporters out there know how to use him. That one last year when the guy was getting married, mm-hmm. and he said, "What advice would you have for you know a young man who's who's getting married?" Mm-hmm. And, and he went on for what eight minutes with all this crazy stuff. You might be able to find that uh, uh, Mike Leach on marriage. It's uh, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it made the rounds. Yes, it did. <laughs> it, that made the uh, late, seldom lamented uh, ride with Racy. So. I can Anywho, how do you like the podcast world? It's great, isn't it? I love it. Yeah. I do. I uh, can, uh, you know, you don't have to. I think this show needs some adjustment. 
Monday Night Sports. I don't think we figured it out yet how oh, we're going to. Oh, well, God, I might. Oh, first one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just, yeah. In fact, Pat, Joe loves it. I think his favorite part is being able to be in the studio during commercial breaks with Kenny. Um, he's been ex- opened up yeah, a whole new exposed to this. It's, yeah, just, it's just incredibly bad stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, the off-air portion <laughs> can get very raw. Oh, well, my word. Raw is a good word. See, I never saw or heard any of that because you're on the other side of right. a right. 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 glass wall. The best part was uh, when I did the uh, 13 months of the morning show, mm-hmm. uh, we had Rusty as the producer. Oh, Percy. Oh, Bernsey, yes. What am I talking about? Rusty was uh, one of my other failed shows. But, but, <laughs> but uh, I get I get confused. That morning show only lasted thirteen, 13 months. Thirteen months, and then we became a sports station. That's right. And that's how, that's how you got the two hour right. sports show that you're trying to forget. Right. But, I forgot uh, all about it. Yes. <laughs> that was Bernsey, and Bernsey and Kenny were, you know, like Trump and Pocahontas. They did not get along. Oh. And so we had that going on in there, Kenny and Bernsey. And uh, then we had... Uh, Bobby Berglund. Well, yeah, Berglund was yeah. fantastic. And, and oh. Coles was great, too. But uh, we, you, you, the tension was uh, uh, palpable uh, when Kenny and uh, Bernsey were back. There. Well, in GL, it's just one happy family. That's oh, great. yes, it is. Really one is. happy it really family. Really is. One one big happy family. That, is, that is true. Have you and I ever had a spat... I mean, on a before show. You were mad at him in 88. Yeah, that was probably the worst. When he didn't call from the master. <laughs> no, no. When, when I he went to the papers, papers yeah, was, that that was was yeah but I tell you what. He was upset longer that I didn't call from the Masters than he was that I went to the. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Well, that's yeah. when I wished uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal, warm oatmeal would have been poured down your back. I don't hear it anymore, but for at least 10 years I'd hear, hey, oatmeal ass, yeah. when I was walking around. Well, nice to know that they were listening. <laughs> what was they came to the fair that year with a can of oatmeal. Yeah, yeah, right right yeah, I've yeah, never yeah, seen a photo true. of that one. So yeah. why, why oatmeal? What was the context? I just, was, I just wanted them to have the most. He went the year Freddie Couples won the Masters. Yes. I really wanted to talk about it, and Royce had a decision to make. I either do fulfill my obligation yes. to the show sure. or get take the hell out of here. Get this so I got on a plane. He got on a plane. And I got rid of that. I wish him the worst. I hope yes. he did. I well, hope. next week we'll have next to week play we'll pull that one out. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank what you. else we got? We done? Yeah. I'm a big Pat Mahomes fan, by the way. Oh yeah! Every time that guy's on TV, I try to watch. You know his uh, son, his father. What I mean, son, his father was also a great all-around athlete at the same high school and could have been a fine college quarterback. Not as good as this guy, but uh, he was a great basketball player too. And uh, of course, ended up signing with for baseball because they had the money. I think Pat Junior. Might have had a higher score on the ACT than Pat Senior would have, but uh, but Pat Junior is a fan. You know who's his godfather? Latroy Hawk. Oh, really? Yeah, they're very. He's really tight with. But the he's kidding. so clever. I, I I'm hoping he'll avoid concussions. He's that smart. Mm-hmm. He's no, just he, that yeah, smart. he doesn't get. He is. He is a fantastic. Really, I supposedly a really good kid. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. Very yeah. likable. Yep. Yeah, he's yeah. very likable. But they get beat yesterday. That's a big old shocker. That's I think shocker. Frank Reich's a good coach. Yeah, I think he I is. really do. Has he got a little more zen there? Uh, no, we're going to wrap this up. <laughs> the Starlight Lounge. Okay. Uh, we'd like you to retire downstairs with some light appetizers and refreshments. Well, Mr. Zimmer has completed his. After the reviews come in, we'll find out if we'll be back next week, huh? <laughs> yes. You know where to find us. They can go to, you know what? 
They can find us at garagelogic.com. I don't know if that Sports Talk has a landing page yet, but if you got questions, send Reavers an email. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Check this out. What did I tell you? You mean to tell me? I don't know. I don't know what. We don't even know how people can listen to this. <laughs> I want to book the The richest tradition of Monday Night Sports. Another technical miracle. <laughs> if you find this and you're listening yeah. this far into right. it, let me know how you, you found it. You've performed your own technical miracle. That's right. All, All right, right, we'll see you next hey, week. Josh is going to help sponsor this, though. Nice to have him, Josh. I love Josh Arnold. Josh Arnold Investment. He has been a wonderful, wonderful investor. Okay. Thank you, Josh. We love you. <laughs>